Hi, it's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of Woke okay. and Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 70th episode of Woke and Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woken Free Wednesday, you know that Woken Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything that's important to us, you, the world, and nothing is off the table. Now, first of all, guys, Happy New Year, everyone. I can't believe we are A, at our 70th episode, and it is a brand spanking new year. So that's super exciting. And the first episode for the new year that we're going to be talking about is uh, really a, a quite the doozy. So the subject is whether God is real. So before you come for us, <laughs> hopefully you can listen and and contemplate and and really dive into the conversation. But before we get deep into the subject, a couple of questions to ask. Have you subscribed to Woken Free on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, all the 22 plus platforms that our show is on? If not, please go to WokenFree.com and then you will be able to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe away to all of the different platforms that you listen to and, and use. Next, have you shared an episode? Guys, we're talking about God. I think this is a phenomenal episode to share with friends and family. Do it on social media. Do it off the website. Please share from WokenFree.com or wherever you happen to be listening from. Next, if you're interested in having a conversation with Khalil or myself on social media, you can easily find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WokenFree. And then we'd love for you to review the show, actually, on any of the episodes that you listen to and you're like, hmm, love to give feedback. Please do so on any of the platforms that you're listening to. And also, you can give us feedback at WokenFree.com. Each week, we like to share a little bit about us before we dive into the topic for the episode. Last week, we shared what toppings would your favorite pizza have. This week, we're sharing a good one. Are you a morning person or a night owl? I swear we you asked that question before, but okay. Uh, that's actually an interesting question. I think I, in my mind, I'm like a night owl, but as you know, I conk out around 10 or 11 if I, uh, if I want to, but then I'm also the kind of person who can wake up and work from one or two or three in the morning. So I don't even know if I fit either category, but what's your answer? Mine is definitely a night owl. True. I don't like getting up in the morning at all. True. True. I'd rather wake up late and start my day. I know it's probably not better for the body, but mm-hmm. it's just easier for me to stay up than to get up super early. Mm-hmm. So me, the night owl. Definitely. Now we could get on to our discussion, I guess. Mm-hmm. And before really starting the discussion about is God real, I think we need to define what is God. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. So God has been defined in many different ways, right? Depending upon what religion or theory uh, that you are using. Good old Wikipedia had some good information. So of course. yes, yes, yes. In classical theism, God is characterized as the metaphysically ultimate being, the first timeless, absolutely simple and sovereign being, being who is devoid of any anthropomorphic uh, qualities in distinction to other conceptions such as theistic personalism, open theism, and process theism. Classical theists do not believe that God can be clear, completely defined. They believe it would contradict the transcendent nature of God for mere humans to define him. Uh, you know, in modern Western societies, Wikipedia explains, the concepts of God typically entail a monotheistic supreme, ultimate, and personal being as found in Christian, Islamic, and Jewish traditions. And monotheistic religions outside of the Abrahamic traditions, the existence of God is discussed in similar terms. And in these traditions, God is also identified as the author, either directly or by inspiration of certain texts or that certain texts describe specific historical events caused by the God in question or communications from God. Guys, it's a lot. So please go to WokenFree.com <laughs> and read more about the actual definition or kind of concepts as to how God is formulated in our society. If you're looking for my personal definition, I would say, and this is where this is where the coming for us begins. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> I'm just warning everyone. You're comforting us. Mm, well, okay. <laughs> so 
I personally, I grew up very Christian, just to give everyone uh, that context. I have various family members who are actual ministers. They have uh, their own church and uh, very, very rooted in Christianity and God. And for me, I always questioned how God was presented to me. So I decided at a young age that I was going to define God for what I needed God to be for me. And whether that fits a specific Christian notion or not, it is, you know, to the tea in China for me personally. Uh, for me, I define God as a universal support system for which all creatures, whether you believe in it or not, <laughs> uh, or it, and, and so I say him randomly because it's just, just kind of context, but God is not a man or woman. It's energy. It's connective tissue that essentially connects us all to it. So that's why I don't believe you have to even believe in God to receive the benefit of God because you're connected in the system either way. It's kind of a, what is that? Like synapsis that in the brain, like what, you know, like the lightning things that connects everything. What, what are you trying to say about that compared to what you're saying? Like how I view God, it's kind of like connective tissue and we all live in this tissue, which also means that we're all connected to each other as well. Well, so, then, but when you say all, you mean like only humans? No, uh, the every, the entire universe, like from stones to people to like, we're all this about collective. Dust? Yep. Everything. So that's why it's too, it's too abstract of a notion and that's too so crazy. So you view the, you view the universe as like a brain or something? Yes. That everything is connected and everything, with the synapses? Yeah, and is everything. connected to each other. So okay. that's why when one hurt, we all hurt. When, when we murder, we all murder. So, you know, I think the, because I think the only way for our society to make sense and for us to have change is to think of us as a collective and, and I think God is the connecting tissue to that collective. I also, like I said earlier, God isn't a man, a woman, or any other pronoun that so you can use. So it's not an anthropomorphic being. No, no. I understand as why people prefer, yeah, prefer to use God as a man. But in realistic terms, he's not a white man that sits in a golden chair in the sky. That's... I mean, I think that's a little bit ludicrous, but that's my opinion, guys. This is, like I said, this, this is, is where personal, you, this, my personal yeah. belief system that I developed and I have grown it as I have gotten older, but I always believed that, that, you know, God was different than how it was being presented to me. And that also, I just think that the value of connecting, believing in God and this connective tissue is that you can reap the benefits a bit more. So kind of like the law of attraction, whether you believe in it or not, it has an, it has an effect in your life. The more you believe in it and the more you apply it, the more you will benefit from it. You'll reap the benefits of it. So that's why I uh, say that. But what do you think God is and how do you define it? Well, I just looked at Merriam Webster and I noticed they have multiple entries that kind of describe what you went into mm -hmm. one of one of the entries was that it's a being or object believed to have more than natural attributes and powers and to require human worship now that was one but what, was, what was interesting what i found very interesting is the very first entry what it stated is that it's the supreme or ultimate reality isn't that interesting as a description have you ever heard that description of god the supreme no, or no. ultimate reality i just i, I would say i supreme or I ultimate on that. leader but not reality <laughs> isn't no, that, that an that interesting concept been, that's no. that that's actual part i don't know if it's always been that way but that's from merriam webster that's the very first entry it says it doesn't mention about doing any it mentions reality yeah. <laughs> like an ultimate reality which it kind of encompasses your personal belief when you think about it it's it's yeah. a little similar. It, it encompasses that whole yeah. everything. God is To me, everything. what that says, <laughs> to say the supreme or ultimate reality, that's everything that, as reality as we know it. It's God, yes. Yeah. But and we are God and God is us. Like, it's one and the same. Yeah. That, that <laughs> everything, we all make up the connective tissue. But I know that that's, you know, maybe radical that's very, and heathenistic in nature for some liberal. people. <laughs> right? I am. I'm a very, it's but a I'm, a, I'm a liberal idea. person, though. Yeah. Like, I, I have liberal beliefs. And so... And like I said, I, I, I don't want to apologize if any, if that offends anyone, but that, that's my personal belief. And I think that, you know, to be woken free is to, to entertain other ideas. So I hope that you listening, even if that's super contrary to what you believe in, that you can still entertain and, and, and listen to kind of the conversation. Cause a lot of times that's why I don't talk about religion with my family, because if I were to say that definition to them, they would probably have Attack a big, you, right? big problem with that and, and say that I don't understand God. See, 
and that's... I know, and 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 for me, I love God. I've always loved God because God is pure love. It's connective love to all of us. So there, I could never. God isn't homophobic. So everybody should be God okay with your with your. No, because of it. religion is about damnation, and religion is about power, and religion is about order and and structure and my definition is orderless and it's about and, dogma following yeah. traditions passed down no. by an authority god figure yeah no my in <laughs> my mind god what you should believe that. no god oh, okay. says you know god is the connective tissue and we are in control of our lives so instead of putting all these rules on this you know cr- uh ultimate being in the sky just call a spade a spade you are homophobic so you're telling people you don't want people to be gay you are anti-muslim so you are telling people you don't want them to be muslim because they'll burn it's not god don't put that on god god didn't do anything god gave us life and we are living it and we are living to hurt and harm others that ain't god that's us <laughs> so but you people know. often use it to their benefit, oh, of course. even during slavery. Of course. That was also a thing. Because how much more easier is it to a... control people if you say an ultimate being is? Telling it made you it this way. You, what you say is that yes. God made made slavery possible, so it must be right. Yes, so exactly. People used this to use a, to their God ordained a divine right. So yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, no, it's definitely used as a weapon. Propaganda is a hell of a tool. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's, it uses a weapon a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hitler did something similar. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, when we when we look at the definition of reality, since the question is, is God real? We talked about God. Now, what is reality? Yeah, especially uh, given building, what you said. Yeah, yeah but what, what I just said about what Merriam-Webster mentioned about what God is the ultimate reality. Well, according to live science, human senses are fallible. What people think they perceive is actually filtered and processed by the brain to construct a useful view of the world. Normally, this filtering is helpful, allowing people to sort out important information from the barrage of data that comes in every minute, uh, comes in every minute from their environment. So what this is saying is that what you see and what you think is happening is not necessarily true. It's just a filtering of what's happening. We don't actually know, you know, the true environment that (laughs) exists. All we know is what our brain is telling us. And we all have this perception of the environment. And I guess what what I think is once we agree on this environment that we're all perceiving, that's what reality is. That's mm-hmm. kind of what it seems like. But what uh, physicists say is that they look beyond the human mind for external reality. Mm-hmm. But even that reality is an absolute truth. Fundamental reality, as scientists understand it, is based on quantum mechanics, which is a realm where all manner of strange things occur. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Einstein called it spooky science. Like he was very disturbed by how you know, how, like, uh, things react on a quantum level. Mm -hmm. An electron can behave as either a particle or a wave, depending on how one measures it. And scientists can measure either a particle's position or its momentum at any given time, but never never both. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's just saying that things are never what they seem. Even when it comes to science, there's certain things that we can't describe in all... (laughs) We can't say it's always the same way, depending on how we measure things, so... Reality is is interesting. is It's hard to it's say that perception. this an, is what reality is. You, you can't on, objectively say yeah. reality is one thing. You can't just say this is definitely reality and this is virtual reality because reality has things that change depending on how you look at it and depending on <laughs> and happen scientifically yeah. and depending yeah. who, where, and what, why. Well, yeah, like, I mean that, many... that's what's funny about reality. Is funny it's, like that. It's a per, it's an interpretation it's of what's happening yeah. based on our sensibilities. <laughs> so it's like super yeah, it's our senses, yeah. All day, every day. Because that, that's yeah. the, the, in science, we're using And we're not all the same. So how you view something, your brain works differently than my you brain. Process it and differently. So it's, it's fascinating. And then you may see something yes. that I don't see. And then who's really, yeah. the, who's my the one reality, telling the truth? So, the, so that's <laughs> where it's truth interesting. Whose truth is the real like, truth? Like, my reality is real for me, but it might not be real for you. And and vice versa. So, But if your reality doesn't affect me, then is your reality real? See, that's what we try to go by. It's real for me. It's not objectively real. But then there's a problem with even saying objectively reality because, because we all are perceiving things differently slightly differently but so, most of us will agree if we drop a brick and it lands on both of our feet then we're both going to say that happened that, that hurts yeah, that, that, yeah, <laughs> so we both can, believe that brick caused the form of pain that we both experience so see how that reality we might see can be considered the brick truth? falling differently right so that that's where like you can have and you know where it gets crazier yeah. it gets even crazier what if that was all happening in virtual reality it, there was no brick but both of us thought there well, were it's a, a brick it's a everybody on the outside our, so saw so you have to say <laughs> Is it a physical reality or a mental reality? 
reality, right? Because yeah, but virtual reality, <laughs> it's a make mental that happen. We reality. We both see a brick. It's not a physical reality. You can put any number. Yeah. Hundreds of people can see a brick fall on their foot. Yeah. But then there's a hundred people just watching them, just standing there, and they see nothing happen. It's, di- it's a different perception. <laughs> so, it's not a, it's not it? a physical funny. reality. It's an, it's a mental reality. So it's interesting. I mean, the Oxford Dictionary yeah. defines it as Tough. the state of things as as they actually exist, as opposed to an idealistic or notional idea of them. So reality versus uh you know theory a thing that is actually experienced or seen especially when this is unpleasant interesting a thing that existed (laughs) that's still like super negative a thing that exists in fact having previously only existed in one's mind interesting (laughs) quality of being lifelike i thought that was fascinating because again that 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 question that brings me to the question is virtual reality reality then like Mm. how do you make a distinction distinction because if it's lifelike in nature you can digital have digital things that are lifelike. So is that real? Like <laughs> So it's me like turn it like becoming human torch. That's not lifelike. Yeah, like that's unlifelike because I don't produce flames normally. But until <laughs> when? Indeed. Because humans can evolve, things can I know. Evolve, what if so... I get that ability? I don't know. That's it's weird. interesting. And then the life-like. state of or quality of having existence or substance. So again, <laughs> That's but like again, I mean, there. at the end of the day, <laughs> words like words are defined by what mad. What exist? <laughs> People, we've created these dictionaries. We've created these realities for ourselves. So it's because humans, because if we don't have it, we struggle. We need something. And we're, we, we feel like we're like that. losing our bearings because we're like, need no, 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 we need a ground to stand to, on. That's why. Yeah. You can't just be floating around like a bubble. Because we choose not to be, though. That's, again, all choice and intention. But so. I think that's what jellyfish is, do. They just float around like a yeah. bubble. They're not but creating But they look things. happy as hell and they sing anyone who pisses them off. I mean, they look happy as hell, though. One thing is jellyfish, they're not writing holy text. I'll tell you that. Well, that's true. But is there <laughs> such a thing as holy text? Dun, 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 dun. Well, that would be another episode. Exactly. If we go, reality in itself exactly. is a different episode. Guys, if we don't offend <laughs> you too much, <laughs> tell us if you want to add that to the roster for 2019. Should we talk about holy text and is there such a thing? Because I beg to say nope. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Now, ultimately, we've gone through what is God, what is reality. So here's the big question. Is God real? Now, that mm-hmm. is the question. And I actually, I side with the famous physicist, mm-hmm. Einstein, on this one. Okay. And Huffington Post actually has an article on what 12 famous scientists think. And I'm just going to focus on what Einstein says because I pretty much agree with them. Yep. Einstein rejects the idea of a personal God who rewards and punishes. He goes on to describe the existence of an unfathomable, unfathomable, which people try to comprehend, Mm -hmm. but that pretty much he's saying he doesn't believe in a God. That's what he's saying. Mm -hmm. But uh, what what he kind of also hints at, if you were to call something God, it would be to think about the universe itself and including everything in it. So like every piece of matter and antimatter, cool. that would be kind of like. So me and Einstein think alike. I didn't even know that. That's yeah. what he thought. I just that I just came up with that idea. That's yeah. In he my doesn't. Mind. It, it, he never cool. he never states that explicitly, but that's what he kind of hints at in some of his writings. And nice. a lot of people would describe this thought of God as kind of like pantheism, where you see that God is in everything. That's one thought yeah. of it, but it could be all called other stuff too. It doesn't have to be grouped into that because that goes back and forth. But yeah, he, oh, okay. so I, I side with him and I don't think there is like a, a personal God that kind of like- Not a way, white man in the sky. Yeah. Is that, that looking for people to pray <laughs> to it and you know, it's looking to do stuff and have an act in the world at hand. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't happens, think, I don't yeah, think that yeah. actually exists, but I think- if you want to think of a god, it's existing in everything. Just like you were saying, I I, I tend to agree so with that. So you agree with my theory, then? Yeah, I tend to agree with that. But that's not... That definition of god is not the traditional god that people like to think of. And you know, that's that's the issue. And it's also Can't called wait. other things. This is what Richard Dawkins would call sex of atheism, which is a... <gasps> Which is a word that people hate that word. People hate that word. That's a whole other episode. People hate that. People hate that word because of what it leads to. But there's there's many different facets to that. It's not just as it's not as simple as people like to put it. You're going too crazy, Colonel. People try to put hatred in it, but that's why he's into this. (laughs) That's why we'll just let it be pantheism. We'll just let it be that for now. Pantheism. That's that's that that's lighter. You could say that, but when we think about it. Well, I mean, when you really come down to it, do you a personal God? I don't know. To me, it couldn't exist. And we'll get scientifically, we'll get more to we'll get more into some of the reasons like against the the personal God. 
So, okay, my, my answer is simple, right? Yes, there is a God. God is the connective tissue that connects every human, every creature, every entity, every dust, every speck, everything. Now, is this a God that you need to pray to, to, to have pro prosperity and wellness and health in your life? You don't need to pray to it. But like I said, similar to the law of attraction and applying the secret, if you're a practitioner of it, then it makes sense to nourish your relationship to that connective tissue, does it not? <laughs> it's like being on top of a camel and not giving the camel water. To me, it makes no sense. If you want to go further in life, you know, nourish that relationship. Now, is God an entity that is controlling things, has a role in fate? Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> life is ordered chaos and things are happening with or without your consent. Now you have more control over things than people would like to think and, and more than I think people want you people to think, but it's up to you to figure out how and, and things like we've talked about before in the show, like the secret law of attraction really plays a role in this ordered chaos. But, uh, you know, that idea that, you know, is this something that can be proven to masses? All right. The idea that I'm sharing, I think that's too radical right today. They I say think... it can't be proven or disproven because yeah. what some well, what some people say about God is that that that, that transcends any science. So anything you yeah. use to prove his existence or disprove it, it's not real. Like it doesn't because it goes. It's he it's it's this omnipotent being that yeah. even science can't explain. That's that's what people will claim. Yeah, no, God but, is so it's kind of like remember if everyone watched claim. if anyone watched the Craft movie, which I love that movie, guys. Shout out to the creators of the Craft. Uh, I there's a scene where she was like, "Are you devil worshippers?" Right, and and because she's she one of the characters is finding out that she's a witch, and they're like, "No, this is how it works. If God and devil were playing." on a football field uh they you know on um what is it on manol. manol would yeah. be the field the grass the flowers the air right and i always thought that was such an interesting depiction but see how what i'm saying is god manol is god then yes <laughs> <laughs> it's the that, playing field yes it's not now, this being that's playing around with some other being and fighting back yeah. and forth in a eternal struggle yeah which that idea i don't want to go into it but if some people believe that God created everything, then that means he created good and evil, and he's well, basically course, fighting because, against himself then. Yes, because again, But if remember, God is fighting against himself, he's choosing this this to do this. But remember, it's right? choice. God, the greatest He chooses to fight against to himself, give, yeah. though, as well. Well, so I or don't, is he not so fighting himself? Humans as, are fighting the evil. I don't see evil. it's him fighting it. Know. So again, what is Satan? Satan is a fallen angel, right? Which God created, yes. Exactly. So then that would mean good birthed evil. Yeah, God created good <laughs> and evil if God in the world. created everything, then he had to create the devil, right? That's logical. So God has fun watching struggle. But he's not or, having, I mean, having fun. He's not sadistic. Or whatever, just he's, doing this thing. It's, again, it's this I don't creative know. system where we are challenged. And so I, I've now determined that the how I would, and we can talk about this in another episode if it doesn't blow people's minds too much. But like, if we're talking about, is there a God? Is there a devil? Well, that's definitely, <laughs> that follows. You have definitely to a different episode. Uh, but ultimately, again, it would be, I would view that as, I will save it. I'll say it. I'll yeah. save it. I'll save it because it'll <laughs> get a too lot crazy. To be said there. So much, guys. So There's much. There's a lot to be said there. What are the arguments uh, against God existing? So I love the great Stephen Hawking, and he had some really interesting quotes in an, a recent, the Wash, an article in the Washington Post, which probably will piss off a lot of like hardcore Christians. Uh, <laughs> he wrote, he said during an interview with El Mundo in 2014, before we understand science, it is natural to believe that God created the universe, but now science offers a more convincing explanation. What I meant by we would know the mind of God is we would know everything that God would know. If there were God, which there isn't. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really funny statement. <laughs> I love oh, how condescending he is. Stephen Hawking. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Okay, so then he also went on to explain throughout his life his thoughts on a possible afterlife, saying, I believe the simplest explanation is there is no God. No one created the universe and no one directs our fate. This leads me to a profound realization that there probably is no heaven and no afterlife either. We have this one life to appreciate the grand design of the universe, and for that, I am extremely grateful. In a book, he uh, he wrote several books, if you don't already know who Stephen Hawking is, and he said, yeah. 
He told ABC News, one cannot prove that God doesn't exist, but science makes God unnecessary. The laws of physics can explain the universe without the need for a creator. And then in 2011, in his comments to The Guardian, he explained his stance further that there's no heaven or afterlife for broken down computers. That is a fairy story for people afraid of the dark. And ultimately, Hmm. you know, I think all of these arguments or conversational points that you will hear against God really come and stem from a, a grounding in science, right? If you look at science and then you look, and this is why people say, if you believe in God, you can't believe in uh, creationism, right? Because <laughs> evolutionary theory does not involve God, but you, right? So, but there are ways to try, people will try to make them you can match. Try to, they you will can say. try to make them blend. But the biggest issue is why people who will say there are no God, there's no God is because of how they're viewing God. If they viewed True. God as not a sole creator, as a director of fate, then you wouldn't have a problem with my definition of God because it doesn't doesn't conflict science. Doesn't conflict (laughs) even with Stephen Hawking. Yeah, it doesn't conflict. I said God is connective tissue. I said, you know, it's like we're all birthed out of connective, you know, plasma. Okay. It has no effect in fate. It has no effect on that, my day. It's just that it's actually goes in to hand you. with the the theory of the Big Bang. That yeah, a lot of scientists believe, and it goes in hand with yeah. that. Yeah, the Big Bang. But God is has no bearing in how your day is going. That's actually just the universe loves. Like you got to just live your life and live it. And God is there as the connective tissue you're a part of, but is not like, ooh, I think I'm gonna f with him and bankrupt him tomorrow. Like, no, doesn't happen, guys. Or it's not somebody you can bargain with. Like no, I can commit. No, tons no, of crimes no. yeah, today yeah, yeah, yeah. but as long as nah, yeah, i ask for forgiveness children and then say i'm sorry at the end no because i'll ask for it. forgiveness and i'll have a great afterlife no. compared to that atheist who did no wrong in his life but he didn't believe in god yeah. and he's going to hell no matter what these are all power See, that just seems kind of propaganda yeah. intended to know. scare people Fear is one of the greatest motivators. That is why there's so much language in the Bible that is (laughs) fear-based. We want to scare people into behaving better. We want to scare people into behaving that their decisions have consequence because, and we'll talk about it, because if you don't, then what would people probably do? F up all the time on an ongoing basis because people are naturally negative and what breeds from negative? Violence and horror. (laughs) But what are your thoughts? Well, I found a list from this website, Nyaraland, and what they listed, a few of them, there was a ton of things on there, but the number one was no proof of existence of so God. Science, that yeah. exists. Mm-hmm. Now, the the next one was the paradox of omnipotence. Oh, yeah. Now, I this is, this like is what I was trying to... three different types of things you could do. Omni- yeah. But the, this is what I was trying to tell you about, about the paradox. This goes back into our last episode oh, about Jesus, being no, able to do anything. No logic. No, no, because it is. It's a logical thing. But here's a good one, though. I didn't think of this one. But you can all, everybody can agree to this. It's impossible to have a married bachelor. That can't exist, right? That's contradictory. It depends on how you define the terms. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Khalil, I'm a lawyer no, by art. Don't on, try now. that. It depends so, on how you define married. So you're married, how... but you're actually single. That's not, that's how a paradox. How do you define married and how do you find bachelor? Married is, let's just call it, we're just going to make this thing. Common law marriage? Yes. Mar- no, common law no. is different than state All right, law no. marriage. All right, here's, this is, we're going to okay, take this then. as, we're not going to get into law where we're just going to state this simple thing. <laughs> This person is married to, this man is married to a woman. Let's say that. But this man is indeed not a bachelor because this man is indeed married to that woman. He could still be a bachelor at heart though. See, that's what I'm saying. Or he could be, he could be a fraudulent bachelor. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't with words, you can always manipulate them, Khalil. Good job, Eric. Good job of not letting this easy logic play flow. It is not an easy logic I told you I don't like logic. I did not like that on the SATs, guys. Come on, you know... Because you can argue... I can argue anything. You know that an omnipotent <laughs> God is self-refuting and it's contradictory. Because look, all right, here's another thing. Okay. Well, we'll describe what omnipotence is. It's the ability to do all things, to have all abilities. Okay. However, just like I was saying, there's some abilities that are contradictory to each other. Some actions negate each other. To sleep to mean you are not awake, for instance. So what's yours for that? From well, it depends on sleep. how you define sleep and how you define <laughs> awake. Like, okay. <laughs> Right. Everything so, has to be defined. So according to you, you could be asleep and awake at the same yes! time. <laughs> yes! How okay. are you? De- because you could oh, be fraudulently boy. sleeping. Oh, boy. Or you could be semi-awake. All right, watch this then. <laughs> watch this. All right, if God has the ability to live forever, eternal life, that means that 
he cannot die and he doesn't have the ability to no, kill it himself. That deduction Why not? is not true. How's that? He Let's hear it. He has the ability to live forever. Does not mean he chooses that ability forever. All right. That is so once why he doesn't, he can and die. then once he doesn't choose it, he doesn't have eternal life. He's lost the ability of eternal you know, he life. Ha- he always had the eternal life option, but he chose no, it's to not a life. Eternal life it. is not a. There's no ifs and buts. Eternal life is you live forever. And again, forever. how do you define eternal? See, then life? you try to play this crazy <laughs> game. <laughs> You try to play some weird game here. This is not. I'm not playing not a game. I'm telling you, these words have different meanings. <laughs> Come on now, oh, that's nah, because you're just messing up He's now with like, logic. Because no. you know, I like to, I like to use logic, and I like. And to I'm telling think you, there's reasonably. always inner arguments that could. And be so made. you're probably gonna have a rebuttal to this one too. Yes. God has the ability to be everywhere. He's omnipresent. However, that means he doesn't have the ability to leave a certain place or the ability to be absent. That's not true. So he can't be absent even though he's everywhere and that's because his ability? he has the ability doesn't mean he executes on that ability at all times. It's gangster, right? I tell you, thank God for law school, guys. Really forces See, you to think differently. If you do this, this, is, this yes! is the problem with reality. Right here. So, <laughs> some people cannot live in reality and some people can we live in paradoxes. You Who love the paradox. Who are you in that scenario? So then you're Khalil. you're the same thing with time travel. I can go back in time. I can kill my grandparents. It depends on and how I can still be born. It depends on how you define going back <laughs> See, in time. You try to explain paradoxes. Who's Parad- your parents? It depends on how you define all of these things. Paradoxes can't be explained. That's the whole point. You can't. Just There's make no these such thing as a things. paradox because you can always uh, you can always undermine them. All right. Yes. Well, let me continue on because I don't know. You're just playing these <laughs> games here. I hope people understand some of these logical principles that I'm bringing up, and that's my question. Thing. Everything, I hope everyone. It's question everything. Now, another point they made is: Did God, God come out of nothing? Where did God come from? And if God is creator of all things, well, I mentioned yeah, earlier, then it, he yeah. created good and evil, including the devil. Yes. So that was mentioned. But I have everything, things. there's yin and yang. You can't have, you can't appreciate good without having, like you yes, can. Yes, you can, because look at you, you want to have a rebuttal for everything. You can have all good, and then the evil is just a figment of someone's well, imagination. Yes, it, it is, <laughs> See, absolutely. I'm glad that you're following along. I would explain yes. crazy things. Then. Evil can be defined in many different ways, <laughs> and so can good. Okay, now. So yes, I'm glad that you're oh, following boy. along on the law. Train. <laughs> the, uh, the illogical train the train of emitions <laughs> i feel this way so this is how it should be described your definition is not the Did definition we not that talk i go about by. how reality is a per- oh. personal subjective journey oh brother oh boy oh boy <laughs> oh brother you would not that is just i know on. i told this is why i didn't like this on the sats it used to drive me crazy because i would always These have questions paradoxes. and i come would on. say come on now it's this a paradox is, it doesn't a paradox make any sense. is a paradox you can undermine everything you can I undermine, can't, I can't and good this, lawyers can people. undermine anything. People, I so. can't believe this. Paradox is trying to be explained. Nuts. Why do people want <laughs> God to exist? Well, I, I think it's because God is sort of like a reliable parent, always mm. there to help you in your most dire times. But there's also some other reasons why people want to believe in God. And it's an explanation of where life came from, an explanation for what happens after death, because people are, a lot of people Indeed. fear death. They don't know what's going to happen after it. And mm. some people will use it just for a reason to be moral. They're moral sure. because of God. They say, this creator said, here's the rules of the oh, land. Oh, yeah, they need the and rules they follow of engagement, that. yeah. So they need that. <laughs> and then it's a, sort of what I said before. It's a way to make it through hard times for people. It's somebody you can ask for help. Absolutely. That's I, some of the reasons that I I've completely agree. About. Those are great reasons. People are hurting, guys, right? Uh, welcome, Free Nation. Uh, hopefully you tuning in are not currently in pain or suffering, but so many of us are. People need to believe that tomorrow will come. People are desperate to Someone's know. Someone's looking out for you. Yeah, right? that, that you have <laughs> someone. Because, better. yeah, when you're being tortured and raped and molested and and crime is being done against you, you don't feel like you can go on without this kind of greater divine connectivity. And so that's why I think people really have a thirst for God, as well as also kind of like what you talked about, like not only just the beginning of life, which again, it's just humans trying to, you know, focus on something that has no bearing for the here and now. Focus on <laughs> why you're alive, not what happened millions of years ago, guys. Yeah. It happened. It's the past. Move the f- move on, man. Like <laughs> But you learn from history. You too. do. You do learn. But I mean, you know, so. I think people also love distractions. And I think, you know, yes, it'd be really cool to have a pin 
pinpoint map out of how everything happened one by one, blow by blow. But at the end of the day, can we make the blow by blow action for tomorrow and like that's important right? next year and five years from now? Like those are the things that are going to have actual practical application in your life. So you know, get a grip a little bit. And uh, also, I think the belief in God helps people, you know, just feel connected and and feel like there's there's a purpose for their life not just why we're alive but like purpose right people like to say you know there's a kind of a testimony that they have and they say in kind of the christian community and i think we all have a testimony i don't think that just applies to christians i think at the end of the day it's up to you to kind of be on the journey that that is your testimony and and you develop and and grow and you know keep it moving all right do you now believe people should believe in God? Oh, yes. You know, and this is an, an interesting question. So when my uh, parents tough. broke up when I was about 14 years old, my life kind of went into a whirlwind spin and didn't really settle down until I was about 18. And I met my, my beautiful husband next to me. And, you know, a lot of people, when they think of me or they know me, right, if you guys know me and you hear me every week, you know that A, I'm confident, right? B, I'm outspoken. Ain't nobody going to talk over me and I can out talk anyone. <laughs> but, you know, why? And, and then people will ask me in various interviews, like, what makes you so outgoing? What makes you feel so confident or comfortable? And there's a couple of things. First, my en endless love and support from my love, my hubby. Uh, next. Nice. Yes. Yes. Next. My mindset for success and achievement that was hammered into me at a very young age that I needed to not just be me, but I needed to be extraordinary. And then in addition to you, my mindset, how I was raised, the experiences I have in my life, I would also say my belief and faith in God, you know, faith that you and I have discussed this, you know, kind of this, uh, this unsupported idea that you can walk around with confidence essentially is what I would find to find faith as for someone who doesn't understand the Christian belief system or that religious statement, which is that you don't have to have factual proof to know that something is going to be okay. And that that came to me through my belief in God. And granted, like I said, I grew up with a Christian context that I had to unravel and redefine for me so that it made sense for me because I am a person of love and I don't want to wish harm upon others because they don't happen to believe in my belief system, which is what a lot of Christians and Muslim and <laughs> people in religions do. And granted, everyone's entitled to do what they want to do, but that wasn't the path that I wanted for me. And so God and, and believing in this connective energy has given me the confidence to say, hey, I can be me and no matter what, how bright or how dark my day is. I will always be a part of this connection. And that connection is greater than anything because it's what makes this universe tick day in and day out. There's no greater power <laughs> and no greater sense of empowerment than believing in that. So that's why I think, yeah, believing in God is gonna help people feel a little bit less lonely and also feel more powerful. If you start to say that God is you and you are God, uh, what, what couldn't you do, right? There is no, oh, I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. There's none of that. If you truly believe, you will do anything. And I think that that's why I think people should believe in God. But what do you think? All right. I think, no, people shouldn't believe in God. I think it's just used as a crutch and it's an excuse not to further actual spirituality. So what I suggest is instead of believing in God, believe in your spiritual self and your power and connection to the universe and study, meditate, Figure out how you can become more connected and how you can do more good in the world instead of focusing on like the traditional Christian God who you please to get into heaven. Like, I think that's a terrible thing to follow. What about my be belief good? that I just yes. spend good time discussing? <laughs> your belief doesn't follow the traditional belief. So, yeah, so you think your belief people is a should believe belief. in me. That, yeah, what, what, your what belief I'm is saying. good and you're just using God as a term and I yes. would just call it spirituality instead. So I would, I would term, but you're calling it God and that's yes, fine. God you can is call everything. it what you say. <laughs> I, I would call that a spirituality path. And I think everybody should walk that path, which is a lot better than the traditional path well, of yes, like, like doing said, good yeah. for the lookout for yeah. a reward. Like to me, that's the worst thing. Shouldn't you do good just to be good? But people, human beings are incentivized. <laughs> why are you looking for like, we're creatures. We're and even creatures, if you want to incentivize just... it, just think about it. Your good is going to go on to help generations and generations to come. People are too short-sighted. They, they want, are really short-sighted. Like, yeah. You know, they want the, the banana. They're like, Oh, they're like, you know what? I'll be good for eternal happiness afterwards. Good job. Good exactly. job. That that's what you're looking out for. Cause I bet you this is a, this would be a great test for if you're a good person, 
if you had the choice, let's say heaven exists and everything, and there's somebody who decides, if you had a choice to do a ton of good in your life and go to hell, or do just one good and go to heaven, what would you choose? Would you do more good and go to hell, or you just do do one good thing and go to heaven? I think most people would do whatever gets them to go to heaven. Yeah. They wouldn't say, you know what, I could do a lot more good, but I'm going to have eternal suffering. Well, that's a hard say, question, that. Isn't that tough? What do you choose? Is... I know. Isn't I mean, that no, tough? for me, obviously, you that's know my spirit. One, right? I, I want to help as many people as possible. So if it meant having to go to hell, but helping more people on that journey, then I would do it, because that that's what, that's what we're here to do. We're here, again, when one hurts, all hurt. So if one does good we all feel it we have to do think more about good the value of that because yeah. i just think that in terms of value proposition but that's, that's a painful it's, sacrifice it's, it's crazy yeah <laughs> like it's it, te- it technically be illogical to choose the one where of you course, go to hell but, you have, but look but you help you, more people but though, then look so you have but to. look at the value of this it's like yeah. you you one person help let's say millions of yeah, people yeah that's amazing that's crazy I would totally do that. I would <laughs> you help millions of people experience a great time and i would be cussing all the way down there but uh yeah no you have to the everybody everyone has to decide who they want to be though but for me yeah my choice is to do good and as much good as possible like until my dying breath like and the same thing (laughs) would you sacrifice yourself to save the many of course i tell you that too a lot of people will do that yes i think a lot of people of course you have to because we're connected when one hurts all hurt (laughs) you cannot that's why it breaks my heart when i keep hearing stories about people killing people and harming children. It's like we're so lost and we don't understand. That's why I wish more people believed in the God that I believed in because I think they would change their ways. The connected. Yeah, the connected. connected When one hurt, we all hurt. You would stop raping people because you're raping yourself. Crazy. <laughs> I know, it. So, see, and that's why I don't think the the to believe in God. I don't think it's that helpful because look at most of the evils being done and the hurt and the pain. But it's, it's being why? done by people who believe in God. They can do a hundred years of horror and then say sorry and then go to heaven, right? And th- so that's, and then we're simplifying it, guys. There's more to it. Besides, but, yeah, they, yeah, know. they say that too. But I just think that's funny too. And then how it's very like looked down upon, and it's it really right now it's not as bad. But whenever you heard the word atheist, it's like oh, they're an evil person and they're doing stuff. But let's look well, at how I much. Let's look how much. That. No, but let's look how much blood was shed by Christianity and was is shed by Muslims and people that are killing yeah. and who, people. I mean, it's it's not it's not the atheists doing this. It's the people that believe in God. Yeah. If you look at the soul, you. I'm not now, saying you that really the belief in God does that. No, but I'm not saying the belief in God does that. But that's interesting that all the perpetrators of a lot of these violence again, is by religious who's people. Who's in media? Who's? Con- it's all a. It's all it's a power game, man. It's just. It's <laughs> people don't hear about the horror of Christianity more than they hear about the good of Christianity, right? So that's the only. But again, yeah. it's it's. It's all about perception, reality, money, media. It, that's what it comes down to. Now, how do you, how different would this world be if it was proven that God did not exist? I think that's a very interesting question because many mm-hmm. would not believe the proof. They would just say, your proof is not valid is the first thing. If it did happen, though, I, I think it would hurt many religions because that is what they're based on, right? They're based, they're based on the belief of God. Where would they go from there? But I think there's still humans that would still go on after and they can actually get over this proof being shown. Many people have morality actually built into them and they're not just doing it for a reward like I was saying previously. But again, there are some people who they just wanted to get into heaven. So those people might like let loose and start acting a fool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that if this was actually possible, then this would be a sadder world. There would be probably much more suicides, much higher murder rates, and just tragedy across the board because God is belief, right? God is the idea of God is something better. Yeah, something divine, some spiritual getaway, right? Because there are more people hurting than more people happy on this earth every single day. And, and that's a choice. It's a choice, guys. And, and until we choose to, to live better, <laughs> until we choose to act better, that's where we're going to be at. So, you know, I, I, I know that this could never come true because it would be a rough life to live. Yeah. If they, well, if they don't jump into the spirituality bandwagon, if they jump on that, I think that can displace Definitely. their belief in God. Definitely. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's, what's, what's the scenario? It's scenario time. Scenario one. Serenity is a spiritual person who meditates every day. Her friends of 20 years were raised Catholic and don't know Serenity rejects the anthropomorphic God. Should she tell her friends about her beliefs? Or is this better to leave to herself? (laughs) 
Uh, it depends on it depends on how she defines spiritual. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Don't us. Don't do that. Don't do that, Natasha. <laughs> no. Uh first of all, shout out to Serenity. Love that name. Secondly, <laughs> Finally. I, I know. You, yeah, you really have to work at it, sir. Uh, oh. <laughs> but next, I would say it depends on the consequence, right? I don't really talk about my belief system in God or spirituality with uh, my loved ones because I would be faced with rejection and attack and uh, disdain. Like, yeah, disdain and just kind of judgment. And not that I'm not confrontational because I am confrontational, but I just don't feel like every interaction with a loved one needs to be something, you know, that goes down in the books as a negative experience. So I would say that if she's willing to deal with the consequence of sharing her beliefs, then she should do it. If she's not, then she needs to keep it to herself and or spend, find a group of people that can appreciate that belief system. What do you say? Uh, I think she needs to tell her friends because this spirituality needs to be spread and people need to know that they can say how they feel. I think too many people are in the closet. <laughs> what you trying to say? That's what I'm saying. What you trying to say? a little say? bit more honest, I think it'd be less oh, helpful. Oh, he said everybody got to be woke and free. And people are <laughs> people are starting to come out. There's the anonymous people on the internet, but they just... <laughs> the anonymous Yeah, they just they talk a lot of crap though, so it needs to be talking to you know friends face to face hey man this is know. the first time i've publicly i think shared my belief system so yeah your you spiritual yeah your, your spiritual belief in god yeah now people know so mm-hmm. it's out there for them to analyze and talk to you about so we'll see we'll see how this i say that's wait, the way again, to do you it. have to deal with the consequences yeah yeah they have to do that and i shared my belief so people know that now I've, I've, i haven't shared it like publicly like this before but yeah hey it's out there now so let's get on to scenario two Wianka was partying with her cousins at a couple of bars. On their walk to the ride-sharing service provider, one of them mentioned she never partied like this when she was a religious person because it seemed hypocritical. Should Wianka tell her that you can party and have strong religious beliefs or just keep quiet because her cousin is probably drunk? Uh, (laughs) I think that ultimately, you know, the problem with most religions is that there's all these rules and regulations of what the sinner is versus what the sinner is not. Again, it's all about how you view God and and what you want out of your life. I don't believe that you couldn't be a a God-loving, toting person and not have a drink of alcohol. Now, overindulgence is not something that's anti-God, but there's physical uh, consequences of that behavior. So again, it's about your intention. Jim Carrey had it right. Intention is everything. (laughs) What do you want out of your life? If being drunk all the time leads to X, Y, Z happening and you don't want X, Y, Z in your life, that ain't got nothing to do with God. That's got something to do with you and your life choices. (laughs) So I think that, you know, it's, it's not hypocritical, but you know, if you get drunk and then sloppy events happen and there's like images and video and all sorts of things, You've got to deal with that. Don't don't put God in that. That God has nothing to do with that. What do you think? Yeah, I think she probably should keep quiet because <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. to me. It's just not the right time to talk about this while people are inebriated. Maybe wait True. if you want to talk That's about it later. Yeah. It just seems kind of strange. Like you were partying, just let her say her weird thing, and mm-hmm. you can later tell her that you know they don't. They're not like mutually exclusive. Like. That is not, that doesn't make sense what you're saying. Maybe she's just talking crazy. So just let it go. Mm-hmm. Scenario three. Arslan and Arlo are very close brothers who loved playing sports together and were surprisingly agreeable. When they went off to college, Arslan went to a faith-based university and Arlo went to a secular one. They came back with some conflicting ideas. Is there a way these brothers can coexist or do they need to tailor their conversations? Really? Yeah, this could be applied to, like, political differences, too. Arslan and Arlo. Arslan and Arlo. You've known Arlo in a, in a TV show, I think. Or maybe I've known Arlo in a TV show. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, similar concept of, you know, can you love someone who doesn't believe the same ideas as you? Yeah. Uh, hells yeah. <laughs> it's, again, intention. Do you want the person in your life? If so, then you will designate you know, non-negotiable conversation topics, right? So if there are things that you really feel like if, and I mean, I love the, the distinction between faith-based versus secular. <laughs> Most people live secular lives. <laughs> but okay, guys. <laughs> okay. Come on now. 
get a grip. <laughs> Come on. Secular, I love it. I it. It's, it seems to mean that distinction of hatred and It disdain. seems like a little Always. bit they negative, right? Always, they come for you all day, every day. It seems day. like a negative connotation. You're like, oh, you living a secular life. Like, yeah. as are you. <laughs> get a grip. But, uh, yes, the, the I mean, your brothers, I think that brotherhood should oversee any type of theological contrary beliefs that you guys may have with each other. I mean, it depends. If you really want to take your religion and make it, or religion and or lack of religion and make it break down your brotherly relationship, then that's their choice. That's their intention. God ain't got nothing to do with that. <laughs> like I said, think of God as someone that you're holding hands with uh, <laughs> and you're always holding hands with and that's it. You're taking this holded hand and you're living your life, but that holded hand didn't tell you to slap your brother. He didn't tell you to talk crazy to your mother. Like, <laughs> he didn't do any of that. That's on you. So... You know, what do you think? Do you think they can coexist or that's the end of brotherly love? Well, I think they can coexist, but I think they will need to tailor their conversations. True. Some people are too hot-headed and they get in these, not debates, but more of fights. If they yeah. can debate, then fine. Because most people don't know how to debate. So yeah. I think that's they the issue. They attack each other. Yeah. yeah. If they were debating, fine. They can debate it all. They can debate it sometimes. We should but... do an episode on how to have a proper argument, man. Yeah. And not like, attack the person. Yeah. Because that's the first thing. People, <laughs> they address the, maybe the first fourth of what you said. And they're like, you ain't me. So you, you ain't a heathen. Different. Yeah. You heathen. go to hell. If it, yeah. Wait a minute. Heathen. Wait one minute. <laughs> they're like, okay. <laughs> how so what does this have to do with the tea in China? You're so comfortable with your belief <laughs> that you're telling me what's going to happen to my life. Yeah. Nice job there. This is really going to convince me Hi, that you're pot, correct. have you met Kettle? Like, <laughs> like, really good job there. That is very, like, lovely of you. Exactly. <laughs> Being so nice. Exactly. So as long as they can have nice conversations with each other and not make this ruin their time together, I think they can coexist. It is possible. And that, that goes the same for politics, too. <laughs> exactly. Because I know it's Democrats that like and that Republicans. Too. You can't can actually old, live together. Get it's along. possible. You don't have to be so tribal in nature, guys. Yes. No matter who's who's president. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just FYI out oh, there. Right. But it is that time again. It's coming to the end of our 70th episode of Woke okay. and Free. I knew you were going to do that. This was quite the episode sure talking about whether God is real. And uh, we hope that you were entertained and educated. And uh, hopefully you have some good comments to share with us, guys. Uh, and not like death threats or <laughs> we just claims of, yeah, sending us to have hell. A nice debate. Just, yeah, let's have a proper conversation and let's really talk about this, okay? So, will I leave you hanging for what our next episode will be about? On our next episode, we'll be talking about whether fairness really exists. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation. And make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, submit a topic for an upcoming episode or share how you feel on our Contact Us page at WokenFree.com. That is W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. We are very active on social media. So once you go to WokenFree.com, you'll get all our social media handles on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Again, we're Woken Free. Just find us. Now, we do have an announcement. Uh, we have a sponsorship alert. We are excited to have a new sponsor for the month of January's episodes. And this episode is sponsored by Conversations with Verdell Jones. Conversations with Verdell Jones show is dedicated to sharing conversations that inform and enlighten in the hopes that you learn something that you didn't know. The show is live on Tuesdays twice a month at 7 p.m. on Strong Island Television Facebook Live. Learn more about the show at verdelljones.com. And also, press alert, guys, uh, guess who's going to be a guest on Conversations with Verdell Jones on January 3rd at 7 p.m.? Your girl, Natasha. So please tune in on Strong Island Television Facebook Live, and you'll see me talking all about Woken Free there. And then if you are interested in sponsoring any of our upcoming episodes, please contact us at WokenFree.com. If you didn't already subscribe, please do. Share the episode, and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Happy holidays! Remember, Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Until next time.